Hello and welcome to Change Your Latitude. I'm your host, Pascal, and in this podcast, I'll be coaching you to unroot your old ways of thinking, ground into your truth, and consciously design your own authentic path. You'll also hear inspiring and thought-provoking stories from people that chose to live on their own terms. Each episode will help you to create more freedom in your life and business, not less, lean into ease and flow, not get stuck in hustle mode, grow into the person you were meant to be, and do so while enjoying life, not letting it pass you by. I believe you don't have to be anyone else to succeed and create the freedom that you deserve. So let's change your latitude. Welcome back to a new episode of season two of the Change Your Latitude podcast. And before we dive into the episode, I just want to take a very quick moment to thank you for your kind messages about season two, so the past couple of episodes. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. It means so much because I decided to pivot this podcast a little and also I want to commit more to it. So it means a lot to know that it's helpful and that you're enjoying it. So thank you for reaching out and letting me know. And speaking about committing to something, well, if you listen to the episode where I shared about when I took a month off Instagram in August, so the episode is episode one of season two, I was talking about what I had challenged myself to do last year. So when I started this coaching practice about a year ago, I wanted to be able to reach more people. I wanted to be able to help more people. And also I wanted to learn from my past mistakes in other businesses. And to do that, well, I needed to overcome a fear and I needed to challenge myself to run my business in English. And that's pretty much where this podcast came in. This idea of having a podcast and expanding on topics and really, really focusing on helping you guys in another way and reaching more people and also have guests on the podcast that also chose to live differently just like I did to really show you that it's possible to live on your own terms and you're really not crazy for wanting to do so. So basically starting this podcast like I said was really a challenge for me and I wanted to commit. I wanted to take action on that idea At the time, I really didn't know if I would enjoy it. I had no real plan for it, which is very rare if you know me. And I just went with it. It's really not perfect. But I realized that I'm really enjoying creating these episodes for you. And I didn't think that I would. I'm more of a writer. But I have to admit that I do. And the reason why I'm sharing this story right now is because I think it ties in very nicely with what I want to share with you today. So helping you go from being a planner to being a doer. So just like I was able to do with this podcast, not overthink the idea, not overplan it, but really take action on it. So create something and not get lost in planning for it. So basically avoid future tripping. So that's when you worry so much about the future that you just can't enjoy the present and you plan so much that you end up doing absolutely nothing. And I know a lot of you can relate to this when you have this big idea, you're excited about it, you start visualizing it and seeing how it's going to look like and how it's going to feel like and you get really, really motivated to get started And then you suddenly fall into this very deep and dark vortex of research 
and overthinking and over planning and you paralyze. And the thing is, when you start over planning things, what you're really planning is your way out of doing it. It really is. The more you stay in your head about that change that you want to create or that goal that you're trying to reach, well, the less you can make things happen. There's a lot of things happening in your head, but they don't really materialize in the real world. And it's not because you haven't found the right plan yet. It's because when you're too attached to the idea of having a plan and two, you haven't yet built the trust within yourself to really prove yourself that you can do it. And I'm going to take entrepreneurship as an example now because I know a lot of you are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs. So I see many of you saying that they feel stuck and lost and you want clarity, you want an action plan. Basically, you want a better plan than the one that you already created for yourself. And we can absolutely create one together, a more strategic one for sure. But nothing guarantees me that you're going to take action on it. So I would say that before you try to come up with a better plan, I would really recommend you to take action on the one that you already have because I know you have one. And even if it's not perfect, even if it's not optimal, I really want you to train yourself to take action in spite of not knowing. So more than accumulating knowledge and creating perfect plans, I really want you to trust your inner knowing over the external knowledge or the information or the strategies or the tactics. And what I'm seeing here is not to take action blindly. I can see a lot of people promoting the idea of messy action. I get the idea of it. It makes sense. But more than that, you should really take smart action based on your inner knowing and your self-trust. So what I mean is don't take messy action on something that just doesn't really feel right for you. So what I'm seeing is rather than making sure it's perfect or it's optimal or that you feel fully ready before taking action on something, make sure it's aligned to who you are, what you value, what you're looking to achieve, and lean into your trust. Lean into your trust rather than, you know, leaning into the idea of wanting to be ready. Because otherwise what happens, and I know you've been there, is that you're going to start creating a plan with 120 steps. You're going to start obsessing over and stressing over the details in step 98 while you haven't really taken step one. And then instead of taking action on that step, you're going to create a cute schedule. You're going to put each step into your calendar. You're going to detail everything. Then you're going to get lost in another vortex of research. And that's how you just basically keep running around in circles. And that's how you create that overwhelm and that confusion and that feeling of being stuck that I was talking about. And I don't know if this kind of scenario that I'm sharing here has happened to you. I know it can happen to me quite easily if I don't pay attention because I'm a huge overthinker. I'm a huge planner. I'm also a huge worrier. And I know that it might not be very obvious to you because I'm sharing all about a slower pace of life and embracing your creativity and trusting your intuition and surrendering. 
But that's because it's a huge lesson that I've learned and I'm still learning. And I know I know how damaging overthinking and over-controlling and over-planning can be. And I know how building trust within yourself can actually be life-changing. And I can bet that if you're listening to this episode, maybe you're looking to plan your way out of planning. So let's drop this idea for a second. We're not going to lay out a plan to get out of planning. There is no step-by-step or plan to get yourself to go from planner to doer. I'm going to share what helps me, and it's a super simple checklist that I go through. But the most important part of being able to take action and move is to actually let go. It's to release, to surrender, to create a simple plan to follow, but then also be able to build the trust in yourself that you're more than able to make it happen if you take it one step at a time. And that really requires you to release this control and to let go of your attachment to the plan and really build trust within yourself. So like I said, the plan is not the issue. It's really your grip on that plan. It's on knowing every detail, planning out every second of it, and wanting to know exactly how it unfolds. So what's gonna, what is it going to look like at every second, basically? And more than ever before, we are reminded that planning has its limits. I know that you certainly can find an example in your own life in 2020 on a plan that you had created that just didn't work out the way you thought it would. And it's not because you have a perfectly laid out launch plan, let's say for your new service, that it's going to work out or it's going to go the way that you want it to go. But I can assure you that what's going to help is building trust within yourself, taking action step by step, gaining experience, building resilience as an entrepreneur, becoming resourceful, trusting your intuition and also your experience. Believe me, I tried changing my life and changing myself by planning it so many times. And like I said, there's a fine line between planning the important and essential steps of something and then falling into the vortex of over-planning. I'm definitely not where I am today if I don't learn to surrender and learn to let go of my attachment to the plan. Spending too much time in your head can really prevent you from making anything happen. So planning is not a bad thing. It's actually very helpful. I love it. It's very useful until it becomes a coping strategy. So a way to numb your anxiety, a way to avoid failure or your fear of failure. So having a tight grip on the plan and on the specific outcome can really prevent you from taking action And when you don't take action, well, you don't see much results. So when I want to make a change in my life, let's say I want to start a business, I want to move abroad, maybe I want to pick up a new hobby, I tend to follow a very simple checklist. So I want to share it with you just in case it can help you to see things differently. But basically what I do is that I focus on three questions. The first question that I ask myself is, what? So what am I looking to achieve? Or maybe what am I looking to change? So not only the end result and what it looks like, but what's the feeling I'm looking for? 
what's the feeling that I'm going to get by creating that change or achieving that goal or getting that result? What does it feel like? What does it look like? And I'm asking this question in a very general way, but in a very clear way. So I'm not looking for details. I'm looking for a general feeling, a general picture, just an idea of what I'm looking to achieve. Then I get clear on why I want to achieve that change in my life or get that result. So I ask myself, what's the real purpose behind it? Because before I work on it, I just want to make sure that it's my thing. It's my why. It's my goal. And I'm doing it because it's important for me. It's not important for someone else. And I also want to make sure I know why it's important for me. Because knowing that, knowing why it's so important, will really help me make better decisions along the way and throughout the process of creating that change. And it really also helps me to anchor me in some way and keep me going. And then I ask myself, how? But, and here's the trick. I reverse engineer the goal or the change in a very no-brainer way. And the keyword here is no-brainer. And I only focus on the first how until I achieve it. So basically, I'm just going to walk you through an example so it's easier to understand. But like I said, I ask myself what. I ask myself why. So what am I looking to achieve? Why is it so important for me? And that, and then how am I going to achieve it? What are the essential and important and no-brainer steps to get there? And then I really tend to focus just on the first how. So an example. Let's say that you want to start a blog because you want to make money from it. Now, the trap is planning every detail of it. And we actually have an expression here in Quebec, and I don't know if it translates well in English, um, but it's about not getting your feet caught in the flowers of the carpet. So basically, don't get caught up in unnecessary details. And the trap at this point, like I said, is to start making a plan right away about all the ways to start a blog or all the ways to monetize it. But don't. You want to start a blog to monetize it. Great. So ask yourself why. Why do you want to make money from writing a blog? It's really specific. So you want to make sure it's something you truly want. Really ask yourself why is it important for me to write? Maybe it's because you actually love to write and you want to spend more time doing what you love, which is great. Maybe you have a message to share or maybe you have people to help because you just went through something difficult yourself. So now you know that you want to create a blog that will eventually be a source of income, like we said, and you want to create it because you love writing and you want to help people go through an obstacle. That's great. You don't need more right now. And the third step is just reverse engineering the goal or the change you want to create in a no-brainer way. Because that's also the other trap. You're going to want to reverse engineer all the details in the most perfect and optimal way possible. But you don't want to do that. We're looking for no-brainer steps right now. So if you want to monetize a blog, what do you need? So we're going to reverse engineer from the ultimate goal, which is making money from that blog. So if you want to make money from that blog, you're going to need to create something to sell. You're going to need to grow an audience to sell it to you are going to need to build a blog that has a few articles on it. And to write those articles, you're going to need a few topics that you're passionate about. You're going to need a name, 
a URL. So we have the very no-brainer steps or the, the essential milestones to get there. Now, what you want to focus on to make sure you take action is to focus on the very first how, which in this case could be, let's say, the name. So focus on that first step, just that first step. Don't even think about the next one until it's done. And I would also invite you to make an agreement with yourself. So maybe it's something like, I won't even think about my social media presence until I have a name, until I have clear topics and maybe five articles. Try to see how you can make an agreement with yourself. And taking action on that very next step is not only going to help you show or prove to yourself that you can do it, but it's also going to allow you to see the next steps much more clearly. And if you want, you can even draw a staircase and write the action steps or the milestone on each step and visualize it. And once you're done with this step, only then it's time to plan out the next step with more details because you have more information to be able to have a better plan for the next step. And quick note, I would invite you to not expect from yourself to know something you haven't learned yet. So taking action on something is going to help you learn things. It's going to help you gain experience. It's going to help you build a skill. And I have to admit, it can be very scary and very overwhelming to start thinking about the details of step six because you're not ready yet. You're not there yet, but trust that you're going to be. You just have to take it one step at a time. And on another note, I believe that whenever you're working on becoming a better person, which in this case, or bettering yourself or creating a change, And now we're talking about taking action, so making things happen and doing something. I would also invite you to look at the other side of it. So in this case, if you want to work on your ability to take action and planning, but not over planning, I would look at how you surrender. So how comfortable are you in letting go? If you're a huge planner, I can bet that letting go and releasing control and surrendering is really hard for you. So work on that. Don't judge yourself. Don't criticize yourself for not being able to make things happen and take action on that plan or taking action on it as fast as you want. But start being curious about your ability to let go of this control, to let go of this tight grip that you have on the outcome and on how the plan unfolds. And trust that focusing on what's in front of you right now, this very next step, and putting all your focus and all your energy into just that next step is exactly what's going to help you create a much better plan down the line. So basically, create essential steps, take action one at a time, and use the information that you just got from taking action on that first step to create the details of the next one. So ask yourself, what do I know right now? Plan with what you already know, take action, gain experience, get more information, new knowledge, and ask yourself again to receive guidance on the details of your next step. Hope it makes sense and I really do hope it's helpful for you or at least that it's helping you 
change your perspective around planning and how you should go about taking action in your business or in your life to create that change that you want to create. And before I end this episode, I want to challenge you and I want to dare you to see planning differently. So I know many of you that are listening have a cycle. So try to see how you can track it and notice when you tend to be more in action mode during the month. So we have weeks that were more creative and outgoing and weeks we're more introverted or weeks we are more in action mode. So try to see when that happens and then try to see how you can plan important action steps during that time next month and let me know how it's going. I know it's helpful for me, so I'm just sharing for you as well. Again, I hope this episode was helpful. I would love your feedback on it. And if you have any questions, if you want to dive deeper into this topic or need guidance, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll see you in the next episode.